It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. Uh, today we're going to be talking about AEW from November 25th. A few days ago. But we finally got around to this podcast. It's uh, that, that holiday delay you hear so much about. But I feel like we should make a commitment. Alright. To doing these podcasts. Yes. The day we watch a show. Alright. Because we're going to be talking about the show and I feel like I've forgotten a lot of it. Well. So I'm going to really trust these notes I took. I'm going to trust my shitty notes and follow your lead too. Okay. Also, before we start on this Dynamite review, I just want to say a few things about Dark. I actually turned it on this week for the first time in a couple weeks. and uh, First mistake. It's just hard to get through because it's usually like an hour and a half to two hours of squash matches, which is so hard to get through. But I turned it on to see what was going on. And uh, I will say, there I saw three really great promos. A Lance Archer promo, a Sammy Guevara promo, and a Sean Spears promo. And I don't understand why these are on Dark and not on Dynamite, first of all, because they were fucking great. But I saw some terrible, terrible shit on there also. What the fuck is that Britt Baker talk show? That was my first time seeing it. And I do love Ty Conti. But what the hell was with Rebel with that fucking fake painful laugh? And then the Acclaimed was on there doing a rap? Doing one of those raps? The raps the kids do? I don't think the kids even do that anymore. Whose fucking idea was this? I don't know. Any of it. It's horrible. And I also, I'm not going to call out who it was on the show. But I was like fast forwarding through most of the show. And I stopped it on a a match or two that were so bad, I couldn't look away. It was like a fucking car wreck. Are you talking about the Penelope Ford match? I said I'm not naming any names. I'm not naming anything. It was a few matches. Two. Because I only watched an hour of the show because I couldn't sit through another fucking half hour. So I don't even know what happened at the end of Dark. But good promos on there. But a lot of terrible terrible things on there dark needs to get its shit together and and i don't i don't know what the answer is i don't know if they need to just hurry up and get that second show Mm -hmm. um so they can start having matches that matter again but this is too much i mean two hours of wasn't it close to two hours an hour and a half i think so an hour and a half of garbage wrestling with you know, and no, don't say garbage wrestling. It's not all garbage wrestling. I've seen some great things on Dark, actually. But jobbers and, and squash matches. And, I mean, it's it's a 90-minute main event is what it is. Yeah, I mean, that is what it is. But I saw amazing promos on there. I see, like, really great promos on Dark. And I just... So if you watch Dark, I mean, you're going to have to watch it with the fast-forward button because... Some of it's watchable and some of it just. Most ain't. of it sounds like it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Alright, I'm done bitching about that. Time to bitch about dynamite. Oh, yeah. We should have named this show Bitchin' Bout. Bitchin' Bout Dynamite. Ooh. But not really. Name change. There, there's some good stuff on here, too. So the show starts out. The first match is Hangman versus John Silver. And I also want to say on there that they acknowledge stuff that happened on BTE. Talking about Johnny Hungy? Johnny Hungy. And I think that's interesting. Like, are we going to start acknowledging BTE on Dynamite? I have 
less of a problem with that than I do with them acknowledging things from the dark. At least the stuff on BTE usually works. Oh. Dan, you're just being mean for no reason. No, I'm, I'm being honest. All right, so... I'm sorry, Britt Baker doing her shitty Piper's Pit ripoff? Come on. So, the match starts out with a goofy, a goofy promo from Dark Order. That's why I said they acknowledge BTE, because they had a little Dark Order thing that was, like, very BTE. I don't know. I'm not sure where it's okay to blur that line and not. But, yeah, it was a good match. At one point, John Silver slaps Hangman's ass, which was really funny. But here's something I felt about this match. I don't know if you saw it. I felt like, and I may be wrong, but this is how it appeared to me as a viewer. It looked to me like Silver was trying to make Hangman look bad. Like, Hangman got not very much offense in. There, Silver was kicking him in the chest. There was a snap German near fall. Face kicks, a brain buster near fall. And then, like, at one point, Hangman, like, rallies back and starts, like, punching him. He no-sells the punches. Silver, like, totally, <laughs> like, he's not selling it at all. I mean, I don't know what was going on there. Maybe for Johnny Hungy, it's like when Popeye eats spinach, when Johnny Hungy eats Applebee's. It gets chilies. into that zone. The chilies. My chilies. mistake. My mistake. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I honestly thought... I they... mean, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but it appeared to me that he was like, I'm going to look good, and I'm going to make him look bad. I mean, for a guy who quite honestly should be, what, like, not the next, but the next person to be AEW champion? Yeah. Uh, He needs to be getting in way more offense and not selling for, you know... The top comedy character on BTE. Oh, yeah. And I like John Silver. I do. But I mean, come on. Like, I felt like, yeah, I felt like he made Hangman look bad. This isn't like Chris Jericho putting over Orange Cassidy where, you know, Chris Jericho doesn't lose anything. They're still building Hangman. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, maybe don't make it a squash match, but this was way no. too competitive. Yeah. I mean, not only was it competitive, I felt like... Hangman got little to no offense at all. I don't know. But Hangman ends up winning with a buckshot lariat. After little offense, he just hits the lariat and wins. Um, then Udo comes out and implies that the elite is a cult. I guess implies, not implies. He literally says that the elite are a cult and offers him a spot in the Dark Order. Now my question is, why are they not mentioning Brody Lee? That's a good question. Like, I know he's, like, injured or whatever, but, like, they're, like, not even talking about him at all. Is his injury worse than maybe they're letting on? I don't know. How the fuck would I know? I don't know. I mean... <laughs> they're just not mentioning I'm just wondering why they're not talking about him at all. Any hoozle. That was the first match. I didn't hate that match. It was a good match. I just kind of questioned the booking decisions behind it. So... Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, it was good. I just, like, slightly confused by it. And then we get an interview with uh, Cleaner Kenny, full douchebag mode once again. He's backstage with Marvez. He talks about how he's going to be the best bout machine again. And talks about how he's going to fight John Moxley without any of the garbage wrestling. He says, for one night, leave the garbage wrestling at home. And then 
a very strange flex by the cleaner. He says that his dad would beat the shit out of Moxley's dad. What does this mean? What What is this? It means asshole. Who says that about somebody? Troll Kenny is back and, and not a moment too soon. <laughs> it's like, that is a weird insult though. Like, I don't understand that. My dad would beat the shit out of your dad? It's that, what does this mean? It's that weird Kenny Omega shit that I, I just live for. So <laughs> All right. I'm on board with whatever the fuck that was. I don't understand that. Then right. we have a Darby video. Another one of these. Where he says, survive if I let you. Mm-hmm. Burns, a, burns a car. That's a car on fire. I like these videos. I think they're really, they're short and they're effective. Well, at least they're short. I feel like they really would appeal to, like, kids, too. Mm-hmm. I just, I just picture, like, middle school me, like, yeah, fucking burn that car. But I thought that's what the rap was for. That uh, cool rap. That, maybe that's a different middle school kid. Like, the more I think about it, like, it had the feel of a fucking after-school special. Like, I thought they were uh, going to come in and rap about hygiene or something. No. Which would work, because she's a dentist. I don't know if you know. I don't even know what they rapped about, because I quickly fast-forwarded. What? A dis- uh, anyway, never mind. They can do what they want. I just... Can, can it's we, not for me. Can we call someone the dud of the night if they were on dark? No, we're talking <laughs> okay. about dynamite now. All right, so then we get to a squash match from uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, which is what they're calling Will Hobbs now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he squashes Lee Johnson. I, I, the Nightmare Family now. You know, which I think is sad because Lee Johnson has had really great matches on dark. That's what I'm talking about, the good stuff on dark. Lee Johnson has had great matches on Dark. I feel like he's going to be really good. Like, once he, he gets some kind of character or gimmick, he's going to be really good. Garbage. Well, anyway, Will what Hobbs. Garbage? garbage. ring name. Why? Boring squash match. Wait, why? I mean, it makes sense that he would have a match like that to, like, show that he's, like, this fucking beast. It makes sense. What's wrong with the name Powerhouse? To me, this seems like a Dark match. Keep it on Dark. I don't know. He comes out in an orange singlet, which I'm like, oh, Taz, let him have the orange, because Taz is always complaining about people wearing orange. So he's got an orange singlet. That he Uncle Roger gimmick. Lee, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, so Taz comes out. Let me paint you a picture. He comes out with the FTW belt and talks about how this company has disrespected this belt. He demands management comes out. Does something to rectify this problem. His mic gets cut. It's got a real pipe bomb feel to it. He takes Justin, the announcer's mic from ringside. Mic gets cut again. He's out there ranting. The show can't continue because Taz's out there ranting. Who comes from out of the back with his little headset on from gorilla position? This bitch. Boss Cody comes out. He comes out and says, Taz is done. Everyone give him a round of applause. He's done. Real condescending. Because he's wasting time. He tells Taz he's going to run it up the flagpole. This idea of doing something with the FTW belt. And then Taz gives him the WWE speeches. Like, what, creative doesn't have anything for me? You're going to wish me well in my future endeavors? Mm Mm-hmm. And that pisses Cody right the fuck off. So he comes back in the ring. And he dares to say to Taz, your son is training with me, not you. So Taz chokes his ass out. How 
am I not supposed to root for Taz in all of this? For real? Taz is the face here. I mean, right? That's how I see it. Cody is just a smarmy prick. Like, and he's clearly in that mode here. So, is this like that thing where, you know, where Triple H is a heel on TV, but, you know, you're supposed to say, oh, on NXT, he's a good guy. Like, is Cody trying to, like, split that here where in his matches he's a face, but then management Cody is a jerk? He could try it. I mean, he models everything else he fucking does after Triple H, so maybe that's what he's doing here. So, Taz chokes out Cody, the fucking gun club comes in, Taz takes off and leaves with his son. His son's there. And, uh, yeah, the Nightmare family comes out and is like, oh, Cody, my boy. But, uh, yeah, so that was that, and it was fucking great. That was I haven't mentioned that yet. This segment was fucking great, because I love Taz, and I hate Cody. So it was a perfect segment for me. And to me, this says that they know that you like Taz, and you have respect for Taz, and you hate Cody because Cody's a little shit that makes everything about him. Yeah. And I really, and I also feel like Taz is a face because I really do want them to do something with the FTW belt. So when Taz is talking, I'm like, yeah, they have dis- they have disrespected this. They should do something with this. So I'm on team Taz. I, I think you, you, ha- you have to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who would watch that segment and be like, Go Cody. Yeah, Cody. (laughs) But maybe that was the point. So, well done. Either way, great segment. Fantastic segment. So then, we go to the back where Morvez is now interviewing Eddie Kingston. He talks about how he's disappointed in Penta, his friend who has turned on him to be in Death Triangle. And then Moxley comes in. Walks right up to him. Staring him down. And Eddie says... It wasn't me that took you out last week. You know it wasn't me. Yeah. Was that supposed to be like a New York accent? I, I don't know what that was. It wasn't. <laughs> I, I think it's just one of those things where words come out of my mouth and, and I don't think about what I do. Yeah, it was one of those. So we have that. Then we have our third match of the night. Oh. Top yeah. Flight, the new tag team versus TH2. But here's what was interesting about this. Commentary... Talks about uh, something, what's his name, on Helico says, about how when he was top flight's age, he was getting robbed in Mexico City, and top flight gets their big break after a DM, and I just thought that was genius, and they should tell us this shit more, because now I suddenly think in on Helico is interesting. Yeah, I want to know more about Angelico now. He was embarrassed to tell his wrestling instructor, so he walked five miles home. Or five hours. Yeah, through the worst parts of Mexico City. Meanwhile, these two kids get a fucking contract through Instagram. Yeah. Wow. I'm just like, uh, tell me more about Angelico. And I uh, I feel like this is building a really interesting program, because now... I want to see TH2 beat on Top Flight. Which is good because before I found that out and actually looked it up on Twitter, why did I have to look it up myself on Twitter? Um, I did not care about either of these teams. Like, it was a solid physical match, but I had no reason really to care. 
Um, I think this just shows how easy it is to make somebody care. Like, that was just, like, a short comment by commentary, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, now I'm invested. I'm invested now. That's all it takes. Just tell me who the fuck these people are and why I should care. Because it's on television. You have to tell us who these people are. Give us video packages, fucking comments or commentary. Just tell me who they are. Do it. Do it, coward Tony. So, and then TH2 ends up winning. Angelico does a Navarro death roll, I believe. And then goes into a leg submission. Submits one of the top plate guys. So TH2 wins. And I was actually like, yeah, good job. I care. So, thank you, I guess. Good match. Um, then next we have a bit with Vicky Guerrero and Nyla. And here's what I gotta say that I never thought I'd say. This is a good promo. Yeah. By Vicky Guerrero. Because normally I can't stand it. But, uh... Yeah, it was good. Working herself into a shoot on Brandy? I, be, I just take it... I don't care if it is or isn't. I take it as a, a full-on shoot. She uh, burns Brandy with some nepotism comments. And uh, I was like, yeah, 100% Vicky, thank you. <laughs> I thought it was a great promo. Very short, but effective. I like that. Mm-hmm. So then... FTR has a little segment talking about being the incumbent tag team champions. Talking about how full gear was the worst night of their life. Because the Young Bucks were the better men for three seconds. And then Tolly does that thing where he just states the obvious. And looks like he's doing the shocker. What? Oh, no. Yeah. No, I'm talking about They need that. to get a fourth man quickly because <laughs> this is a family show. Some people will know what we're talking about and a lot won't. Too sexual. But then, uh, yeah, Tolly says they're the next tag team champs, which is like... God, I hope not. What a fascinating, interesting promo. That's sarcasm. Beefy boys fighting for belts. Yep, so that was that. Then we get to our fourth match of the night, SCU, with, uh, what's his name? Brunt, oh my god. Daniels and Kazarian. Christopher Daniels. I don't know why, but I always want to call him Dan... Daniel Bryan. I just want to call I him I don't Dad. know why. I always want to call him Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but he comes out in his full, like, Anthony Kiedis gear, which... I fucking love that. Here's why we call, call him Dad. Because whenever whenever I first saw him come out in his full SCU gear, I thought, somebody's dad is drunk. Somebody <laughs> come get him. But now I fucking love it. Whenever I see it, I'm like, hell yeah, here he is. Here's CD. Let's go, baby. And, uh, they're fighting... Jericho and Hager. Ugh. You got the whole inner circle out there, including MJF and Wardlow. This is a big-ass bloated team now. Yeah. We got too many big bloated teams in AEW, I think. I am tired of Hager's ass. I, I know why they don't keep it going now. Because, you know, Sammy got in the fucking doghouse and had to do the apology tour. But Oh, they sex gods? Yeah. Bring that back. Change the name if you have to, because I get it, you know. No, Sammy made did an, up, an oopsie. No, they don't gotta change it. Nobody's... Is anybody asking for that? I, I, I don't think it needs... Just fucking go back to it and pretend like nothing ever happened. What a, what a better combo. Like, what a better team. Yeah. 
Anyway, they introduce on this match this trunk shit that, you know, they do on UFC where they show the colors of the trunks. Yeah, it's like little square in the bottom. It's like a red square corresponds to red trunks, and that's who this person is, and the black trunks are this person. And here's the thing. I think they, they start it on this match, yeah, but they I keep it going. It. They keep it going in the following match. Yeah. Because I feel like somebody backstage had to say, hey, if we just do it for this match, it looks fucking stupid. So they just kept going, probably. You think that's what happened? I do. Because else, why wouldn't they have been doing it all night? I don't know why they didn't do it all night. But, uh, so yeah, I guess tag teams are going to have to have matching pants now? Well. I don't know. I'm not, if they do it for all matches, I'm not mad. But this was the first match, I think. That they did it, and I was confused as to why they only did it in this match. But, yeah, I'm not bothered by it. Because, like, if you have someone just tuning in for the first time, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling, you know, them who's who. So when they hear commentary, they know who they're talking about. And that's a fine thing to, you know, to, to do. They just can't do this thing where it's like, oh, did you know Jake Hager does MMA? Did you know that? Yeah. That's what you thought it was. I did. But the, they, and I think they, they that's what it kids. was. I think that's what it was until they called an audible. But I have no you way think? of showing that. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I'm not. I'm not mad at it if they do it all the time. This was kind of a nothing matters kind of match. Um, Inner circle kept interfering. MJF throws the ring. At one point, Christopher Daniels does a moonsault and lands on Hager's head. The, yeah, that, that was, was funny. That was hilarious to me. MJF hits Christopher Daniels with the diamond ring. Jericho with the Judas effect. Hager gets the pin. And here's the one interesting thing about this match. We learn that MJF will have to defend the dynamite diamond ring in a battle royale next week. Ooh, you, you say battle royale? Royale with cheese. That's how I say it, too. And then at the end, a brawl ensues. And Scorpio Sky comes out with a chair. And the whole time the match was on, I was like, where's Scorpio Sky? Because Inner Circle kept interfering. And I was like, why doesn't Scorpio Sky come out and help his side? But I guess he was there. So he comes out with a chair. And uh, so, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. Kazarian, who does Kazarian punch? Kazarian punches Jericho because next week they have a match against each other, I think. But yeah. So that will be riveting. That whole thing happened. Oh, fuck. Okay. Now we get to a little fucking... <sighs> God. So, we have the beginnings of a Miro and Kit video game show. And I think my eyes rolled so far back in my head. You, you had an Undertaker moment. I fucking did. I and wish, I was like, they this poison has made me hate video games. I wish this angle would fucking rest in peace because every it's time, terrible. Every time I hear about video games on AEW now, I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. They're doing, with, with Kip and Miro, they're doing what Jim Cornette accuses Kenny Omega of doing. What? Just being a fucking dweeb. Yeah. So, like this, I mean... This makes those two look bad, it makes wrestling look bad, it makes video games look bad. This is just shit. <laughs> Damn, you're mad about it. It's garbage, and it's gone on way too fucking long. So then, they, they, it's like they're gonna have a video game show, but then Orange Cassidy comes in, and then the best friends come in, and they're like, they're gonna do the show in like a trailer, so they're they're brawling outside the trailers. Orange Cassidy 
lures them into an ambush, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. Oh, wait, he did? Yeah. He, he went in there and lures them outside where they get ambushed by the best friends. How do you lure them out? I don't remember. My eyes are uh, in the back of my head. Probably just knocking on the door and being like... Hey. Oh, that's fucking stupid. I feel like they were like, oh, man, best friends had that really good... What was that called? That... That brawl, that back that parking lot yeah. brawl, and they're like, so maybe, maybe best friends will help us get this shit over. But even the best friends, they can't fix this shit. Can we just have the fucking on-screen wedding already and just be done with this garbage? Yeah, what the fuck is happening with the wedding? They haven't even on dark. They mentioned it a few times during Penelope's terrible match, but uh, and then we can have a cuck angle and <laughs> go full circle. Yeah, and then at one point. Miro goes into the cameraman's face and, like, fucking screams like a crazy ape and pushes the cameraman over, and that's the end of the segment. What a fucking dud. <laughs> what a fucking dud this whole thing is. Best Please. friends deserve better. Penelope uh, Ford deserves better. Can I talk about another thing, then, if we're going to blur the lines of BTE? On BTE, they keep doing this bit, Reliva Bates keeps beating, beating Kip in video games. And I fucking love Leva Bates. I think she's the cutest, goodest thing on earth. But are we still, like, fucking doing this angle where it's like, oh, girl can play video games? What? Like, is that not, like, the least funny thing you've ever heard? And, and it's like, she's kind of fucking nerdy, too. Like, it's not like, oh, this is a huge surprise that this kind of nerdy, cute girl can beat video games you know it's like she had a twitch stream before any of these fuckers had a twitch stream it's not like fucking Britt baker came in there and just obliterated everyone you know what i mean like no it's a person who's been on twitch forever exactly i don't yeah it's, it's a dud it's Everything just so about funny this. it's like it's fucking 2020 and there's like a fucking comedy angle about a girl can play video games what what's happening Leva Bates deserves better, please. Well, I hope so. Why don't they ever do anything with Leva Bates? Well, she gave a little promo, didn't she? Where she had a good promo. It was an okay was that promo. On BTE? It was kind of awkward. I don't know, was it? But I feel like the awkward works for her. I just think she's adorable. I don't know. I'm not mad at it. I feel like everything she does is cute. Anywho, back to Dynamite. Done bitching about that. We get to. You are. <laughs> you have something else to say? No. We get to da, 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 the fucking contract signing hey. because winter is coming. To North Carolina. No. <laughs> so, okay. Let's paint a picture. Paint me a dream. They do the whole long introduction for Kenny. His music's playing. The weird cleaner girls come out. They're doing their little dance. Jazzercise. Kenny is standing in the entryway of the tunnel. And you see his silhouette. He's about to come out. Somebody else enters the silhouette. Moxie comes up behind him and beats his ass. Pushes him through like the paper. The fuck you call that? You know that buster the paper for the entrance? Yeah, the paper rip shit. (laughs) Yeah, the, the ripping paper shit. I don't know why it's a thing. Knocks him through there. He's beating the hell out of him. He In the ring, he gives him a paradigm shift right, right into the, the belt. belt. Then he gets on the mic, talks about how they're the two best. He's burning Kenny. This is not jokes on BTE. This is not dancing girls with brooms. 
Holy fuck. Yeah, he tells him he's going to have to climb a mountain that nobody in 18 months has been able to climb. It's a badass pro, but there's nobody more badass in wrestling than John Moxley. Go ahead. Try to name one. I loved this segment. This... He is the most interesting, toughest, most badass person in wrestling. You made a really good point where, you know, maybe there hasn't been quite as much build for this as you would have liked. But I got to say, they are doing wonders with the short build they are having. They're doing more with a few weeks of build than certain other wrestling companies do with months. I feel like the build has been great. I just still feel like in my heart of hearts... That Kenny still comes off as kind of a dweeb. But that's changing. He still kind of feels like a dweeb. And it was not helped by something I could not take my eye off of. When he was beat up and knocked to the ground. Okay, Kenny's wearing a full suit. This motherfucker's got all white socks with his dress shoes <laughs> and his suit. And I couldn't. That, take my eyes away from the fact that he had white socks on. That tracks for me. That's that's Kenny Omega. You know? Wow. So when you think Kenny Omega, he's you a think dork. white socks. He's a dweeb. White socks. That's what I'm talking about. He still feels like a dweeb. But he's also the best bout machine. I'm not going to debate that. I just feel like character-wise, he still feels like a bit of a dork. I'm really curious what they do next week. Um, I certainly have my suspicion. And I also have my suspicion as to who took Kenny out. Or who took Mox out, sorry. Who took Mox out? Um, oh, you don't think it was Kenny? I think it was Hangman. I think that would be really interesting if that's what it ends up being. I would be very interested by that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like it could go either way next week. I, I think there could be some fuckery to, you know, let Mox keep the belt somehow. Uh, and then... So you pre just say you think Kenny's gonna win. I I do. I, you think I winter think, is coming and Kenny's getting the belt. I think that I even think just that name. Winter is coming. That's just them signaling. Like that's just them fucking telegraphing. Hey, here we go. It's it's Kenny's time. Yeah. Time for a new era. I think I think that's where it's headed, but we'll see. Honestly, that match is gonna be so great. I won't be mad no matter who wins. What a fucking dream match that they're oh giving away. God. I know. That's what I was saying. I was like, can you believe we're getting this fucking Kenny Moxley match for could, the bell? Could you imagine? Like two years ago? Yeah. Can you imagine two years ago if somebody told you Kenny's... you could fucking turn on TNT? Wait, is it TNT or TBS? TNT. TNT? They know drama. Also Dynamite. <laughs> they do know drama. They're giving us drama. But, yeah, could you imagine, seriously, two years ago, someone told you, like, oh, Wednesday at 8, Kenny Omega and Dean Ambrose. But it wouldn't even be the same because John Moxley is, like, a thousand times what that character was. I know. Like, he was in his, stuck in his horrible Bane gimmick on Raw where he was in his stupid gas mask. and Was that even that long? I don't even yeah. think it went on that long. Did it? Yeah, and, and so that, Kenny by that was time in New I Japan. wasn't even watching it anymore. But uh, yeah. So yeah, fucking amazing contract signing. Can't wait. Winter is coming. Watch on Wednesday because it's gonna be a fucking a banger, as the kids say. Slobber knocker. 
F as JR says. Grade A slapping slobber knocker. <laughs> Slobbering slapper knocker. Alright, so from that we go backstage where Inner Circle's there. MJF is pissed. Oh, it was MJF who got punched by Kaz. See, I, I can't even remember because I didn't give a shit. MJF is pissed because he got punched by Kazarian. I think. It don't matter. Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, and then here's something interesting. Jericho says that the fun and games inner circle is over. Now they're going to be getting serious again. And I was like, I fucking hope so. Because that was a fucking piece of shit. It's been a rough couple <laughs> of weeks. I mean, you know, some people loved it. I think most people did not, though. I don't think I'm in the minority and really hating this fucking hangover, this fucking... Bing Crosby, Bob Hope singing shit. And you know what? If you did Boy. like that, you're a fucking moron. No, if you like that, you're allowed to like it. No, you're not. It's you trash. You can like whatever you want. But you're fucking wrong. I didn't like it. I, I fucking hope. I went to Inner Circle back then. Remember when they fucking stabbed someone's eye out? Like, yes. Where did that team go? They were funny, but they were a serious threat. Yes. This is a goofy bunch of chuckle fucks. Ugh. Yeah, okay. So that was that. Are you cutting me up? No, I'm just like, ugh, about oh. what they've been doing with Inner Circle. So then, in a J and Sheeta's match is coming up and they give us a little video package and I'm like, why are they not fucking giving us video packages all the time? So, they show Anna training with Ty Conti because she has MMA experience. So she's training with her she does selling this idea that she has like a knee injury. I don't think that's real. I think that's all kayfabe, isn't it? The knee injury? It might be. Anywho, they give us a video package. Thank you. Do that more often. Um, so Anna J comes out with Ty, and Sheeta comes out. And then after they're in the ring, 4, 5, and 10 come out from the Dark Order also. Now, what was the deal with the chair? Because I think my, I fucking zoned out for a second. So, like, Ty was going to give was, Anna a chair. Yeah, Ty was going to give the chair. The ref takes it away, but that was a red herring because as the ref is taking away the chair, the Dark Order gives mm. a kendo stick to Anna J. She, she uses a, it on Sheeta and tries to get into submission, but it doesn't mm. work, and Sheeta ultimately wins with a knee. Yes. But um, here's the important part. Yes. Oh, baby. And I was saying during the match, where is this person? After the match, Abaddon comes out. I was so fucking excited. I'm so excited for Abaddon. I feel like that's what every creepy little girl wants to see. Every creep out there wants to see more Abaddon. Please give it to us. Because before Abaddon beat Anna J, so the fact that Anna J got this match, I'm like, well, where's Abaddon? Where's Abaddon? She fucking comes out. She licks the belt. Scares the hell out of Sheeta. Oh my god. Please put the belt on Abaddon. Do it. The one person. Please. The one person in the women's division that they could actually do something fucking interesting with at this point. It would be super different. Just do it. Oh my god. I So many people would be into it. I believe this. Now we get some kind of weird Matt Hardy promo. Yeah, he's doing like this weird life coach thing where he's like. I've been through so much in 2020 that you can get through your bullshit. 
He doesn't say that, but that's like he's implying like your problems are nothing compared to mine. So if I got through twenty twenty, so can you. So he's like this terrible life coach. Can you pick character. something and just stick with it for a little bit? As far as I'm concerned, Matt Hardy can do anything he wants. All right. Do not stifle that man. Let him fly his freak flag. Let him do whatever he wants. And Team Taz. Then we get to a Team Taz promo. Team Taz promo. Ricky Starks is talking about Cody's fucking ego. He doesn't say fucking ego, though, no. does he? Oh, that's, that's how I wrote it. Cody crossed the line. He talks about how Team Taz loves AEW, fucking hates Cody, and I'm like, I'm right there with you. How I'm are they team, the heels? I'm on, I'm on Team Taz. They're like saying everything I'm thinking. How 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 are they the heels in this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so on board. They with have team to Taz. know backstage that this is a situation where it's like, yeah, they're the heels, but they have to know. Is that what people on the internet are saying? I, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm going to have to look at some comment sections. I want to see what other people think. Because, yeah. I know who I'm rooting for. So then, we get the main event. Out comes Butcher and the Blade. Bunny's with him. Out comes Ray. Ray? Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix, yeah. Damn it. I was, co- I was confused by that. Ray and Pat come out. Penta's with him. And, uh, oh, they have a new entrance. Death Triangle entrance, which is great. I thought it was great. Need to get a trios championship in here. And people bitch about that, too. I don't people too bitch. Many the only person who bitches is us. The only, people. The only people who bitch it that matters is our bitches. Because it's correct. And then Eddie Kingston goes to commentary. And here's what I thought was interesting. This is the main event of the show. And they're like, oh, we'll scan the QR code on the screen. Why are they doing this QR code in the middle of a thing? I don't know. Why do they always have to fucking advertise heels during every goddamn women's match? But the, the QR code thing is bad because it's like, hey, I, we're trying to put on a show, but pick up your phone and scan this and shop for t-shirts. <laughs> like, do it like maybe right before it goes to commercial. Yeah. But, like, there's a match going on. Why are you having people scan QR codes? Anyhoozle, this is a great match. At one point, Pac and Ray do double moonsaults off the top rope to the outside. It's great. At one point, Eddie goes off commentary, knocks Ray off the top rope. He hits his danger. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just thought that's a danger on here. Ding dong. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm a fucking hillbilly. Ding dong, DDT. So, uh, oh yeah, Butcher and Blade get the win. Eddie causes a fuck finish. I didn't take too many notes, I just realized, because the match was really good and I was just paying attention to the match. So, sorry, I I didn't take very good notes. I don't know uh, how he caused a fuck finish, but he caused a fuck finish. Who? Eddie? Eddie. Because he knocked Ray off the top rope. Letting, okay, yeah, letting Blade pin Phoenix. And then a brawl ensues. Eddie with a DDT on the chair twice to pack. But who should come out? Surprise, surprise. Lance Archer comes out. And I'm like, fucking finally we're doing something with Lance Archer. He's just been fucking pulling great promos left and right. Not even on Dynamite. And every day I'm like, why the fuck aren't they doing anything with Lance Archer? You're going to get Lance Archer, Jake the Snake, Eddie Kingston... 
all talking trash, this is going to be a three chef's kiss situation. Yeah, Lance Archer comes out. He takes down Butcher and Eddie. And I'm just excited for an Archer Kingston program. That's going to be exciting. Oh, my God. Because, seriously, Lance Archer has been killing it on the promos. And Eddie Kingston, you already know, is like the fucking king of promos. You're going to have Jake the Snake out there. This is going to be fucking gold. It is. Oh, my God. Thank you for finally doing something with fucking Lance Archer. Like, what a waste to have not been doing stuff with him. I don't understand. But now they are, so I'll quit my bitching. Stud of the night. I gotta go with Taz. Taz is the stud of the night? Hell yeah. I think you're right. Oh, that's hard though, because there's also Moxley. But those fucking... Well, you know what? But I'm gonna go with... I'm just gonna go with Taz on this one. It's close. You can make a case for either, and you'd be correct. But yeah. I just love the sick burn on Cody. Oh, baby. Kaz is the stud of the night for saying what everyone wants to say and for choking out Cody, which everyone wants to see. And do. And do. Everyone would love to choke out Cody. With barbed wire. Oh. Rip oh. that fucking shitty tattoo off his neck. No. Make uh, Grand Grand happy again. No. Who's the dud of the night? Dud of the night. I know who my dud of the night is. It's a, it's a fucking doubleheader, baby. Who's the dud? Camp and Miro. Fuck! I mean, I don't want to be mean to fucking Miro, because I think he was my dud last week. <laughs> but I just don't like it. I don't want it. Does anybody want this? It's a horrible program. It makes no Honestly, the buildup for this program, the whole, like, inciting incident for this is, like, something right out of WWE. WWE would have... Oh, you broke my fucking arcade machine. Be like the the catalyst for a six month promo, Ugh. where they'd run the same match twenty times. Fucking. I expect better. Like I said before, this could easily be fixed by Miro just saying that was just an excuse because I want to fight Trent because of our time in New Japan. Make it about something real. I thought they were going to go that direction, but now it's like a Kip and Miro video game show fucking backstage brawl. Ugh. Ugh. Please, someone help me. And you know what? I know I'm not the minority on this because I've looked in comment sections and people are like, uh-uh. No. And I don't know if I brought this up before, but it's like, okay, let it go. I mean, you, you, you had a fight over the video game machine, but again... You're signed to the second biggest wrestling company in the country. You can probably afford another cheap-ass arcade I mean, just, machine. Just all around, this, the whole thing is not good enough to keep people's interest. So let's move on. And he, the whole thing was a wedding present. What the fuck's going on with the wedding? Like, let's, let's get this moving forward. Oh, God. They probably don't know what to do because Miro's giving him a bachelor party and they were probably going to do a fucking... Hangover goof, and it's already been done now, so now they don't know what to do. Jericho did it. <laughs> Jericho already did it. Well. Oh, lordy lord. That's, yeah, that's my dud of the night, because I just, like, I can't. No. No, thank you. Mm-mm. So, that was it for Wednesday. This Wednesday, winter is coming, so you better fucking... Wear your fucking... 
ski suit. Okay. <laughs> Put on your thermal say, underwear. Glue down that wig because it's about to be snatched. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tune in Wednesday and then. God, we... are you writing? Are you writing lines for John Moxley now? Because that's <laughs> I might, great. Baby. I want that head writer position at WWE. <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh. Hey, I want that job. You can write cuck angles with the best of them. I'm sure I, I can do as I know I can do as well as they do. <laughs> That's a fucking low bar, baby. But uh, yep. So and we will do our podcast in decent time next week. No more fucking around, right? No more being pieces of shit. We'll, get it well I'm not going to commit to that. Well. But the podcast is going to get up. So. Yeah. All right. Subscribe. Listen. Follow us on Twitter. Pledge your undying loyalty. And uh, leave a comment. Please leave a comment. Don't don't don't, don't get desperate. Yeah, it was a bit desperate. Don't wasn't it? don't simp for these comments. <laughs> I won't. But it would be nice. Anywho. Goodbye. I've been George. I'm Melissa. I already said goodbye. Oh, you're still Melissa. Okay, I, I was previously George, and I guess that's it. Shut the shit off. All right.